This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number three. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the real hurt of disappointment in your life, how to deal with it, how to embrace it, and how to move on without allowing the effects of disappointment to shut you down. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com. And each week on the show, we will have real talk conversations about cultivating the heart of a wife by preparing to be a wife, becoming a better wife, and staying encouraged as a wife. Hello, and welcome to this brand new show. My name is Christy Little-Jones, and I have over 15 years of experience as a relationship coach, marriage and family champion, and for women all over the world. I am thrilled to launch this brand new Wife Wisdom podcast for wives at every stage, helping women cultivate the heart of a wife. This podcast was created to help single women prepare to be a wife, a new bride become a better wife, and encouragement for some to stay a wife. For those of you who may already know me, let me just say that I am so excited for you to be joining me on this brand new medium. And for those of you who are brand new or just finding me through this podcast for the very first time, welcome. We are going to have a lot of fun together. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how the hurt of being disappointed can totally shake your soul. Whether you are dealing with disappointment because you aren't married yet or disappointment because life doesn't look like you ever expected or even just disappointment in God. But I have a special guest that will share her story and how she learned how to wait well for what God had for her. But before I introduce her to you, let me just take a few minutes to talk about the concept of the Wife Wisdom Podcast, where it came from, and why it's a subject that I am so passionate about. So the concept of the Wife Wisdom Podcast really came out of my heart for women, my heart to really want women to live their very best life where they truly love who God has created them to be, to be able to create amazing relationships that support them being everything that they were created to be so they don't have to shrink back from their sparkle. They don't have to shrink back from their shine in order to feel loved or be loved or experience love. And so, you know, when I I've been married for 16 years, and one of the things that I wish that I had was a, a seasoned wife, a, a mentor, so to speak, to come back and before I got married to show me, to tell me what to expect in marriage and how to prepare for marriage, how to cultivate a, the heart of a wife, how to sacrifice for marriage, how to really be the very best wife I could be to my husband, Adrian. And I didn't have that. I had to literally navigate my way through marriage. And I got a lot of bumps and bruises, guys. And I really want to be able to impart that to to women who desire to be married, women who are married and feel like they've already hit that stage where they're like, mm, what have I done? <laughs> this is for you. But then also women who've been married, you know, over a decade or over 15 years like myself and really want to encourage women to, to fight the good fight because it is a good fight, guys. And so that is why this podcast was created. And so... I am so excited about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about disappointment and different levels of disappointment and how it can totally rock your world. Because I think it's safe to say that we've all dealt with disappointment in our lives. And some of us may have dealt with it well, and some of us may have not dealt with it well. And it's completely just 
shaken the core of who we are, what we believe, how we believe. And so this, the, our amazing guest today is someone near and dear to my heart. She is not only, I believe, a sister from another mother, because I really believe when God puts people in our lives that we do life with, that create that safe place where we can literally be, it's a term that I use called draws down, where we can totally expose and and share ourselves and be real and be vulnerable and be transparent and not be judged and not be um, be scared to share something so deep and secretive, so, so to speak, and we know that it's going to stay in a safe place. Well, God has brought this woman into my life um, many years ago, actually. It's been over 15 years um, where we have literally, I feel like we've grown up together. <laughs> we've done life together. We've learned and we've gone through the bumps and the bruises of life together and bumps and the bruises of marriage together. And so she has an amazing story that I really am so excited that she agreed to share this with you because it is something that has moved me even personally to really learning how to wait well for and even for what something for something that God has for me specifically. And so my sister, my dear sister and friend, Nicole Clough, Welcome, welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I am so excited that you are here and that you are actually my first guest on this podcast that I just launched and recently started. So thank you, sister, for being here. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much. First of all, I, I am completely honored to be your first guest. I'm yay! like, yay, yay. I was so excited when I saw um, all of your uh, graphics for launching uh, your Wife Wisdom podcast. And I was so excited because when I think of wife and cheerleader, um, I think of Christy. Uh, you are just such an amazing woman. I'm so thankful that God connected us. And I'm blessed, 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 blessed to be here today. So thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. It's exciting. Yes, it is. So sis, please tell our listeners just a little bit about who is Nicole? Who are you? Who is Nicole? <laughs> um, I am, first and foremost, I am a woman who loves God. Um, mm-hmm. If you know me and if anyone's known me over the years, I, I, I am a lover of Jesus for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm a wife and I'm a mom and I'm a sister. I think sisterhood is amazing. I didn't grow up with biological sisters. So when God brought women into my life, um, I, I'm just blessed by the connection. I'm blessed by our engagement and being able to sharpen each other. So I am a woman who is passionate about celebrating women. Mm. And if I can celebrate your shine and your, your brilliance and your beauty, that brings me joy. Mm. And that is, that is one of the aspects of who I am. So, so yeah. good. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, and so, you know, we've talked a lot about this topic of, of disappointment and yes. um, learning how to wait well and, you know, where impatience comes in and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> plays, plays absolutely. a role and, and really can even, it can derail us or it can yes. discourage us and, um, or sometimes it can even just shut us down. And so Absolutely. I would love for you to kind of, you know, start from that place. You know, the, the, our listeners are women who just desire to be married or desire to thrive in marriage or desire to even stay married. And so um, one of the, the caveats, ladies, is that I really don't, if, if you're not if you are, are already married, I want you to stay tuned, to stay listening in because yes. God is going to have something for you. Even though we may talk about, you know, those women who aren't married yet, we may start off talking there. I promise you there will be something <laughs> in this podcast for you. And so, Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things about you, sis, is that I was 
so I'm just so moved by your your heart, your desire to really honor God before marriage by by staying celibate, by um, maintaining a heart for for the institution of marriage prior to getting married, where you're wanting to to present yourself as the as a wife the way God intended. And so tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got there, because I know you didn't get married until 36 years old. Right. 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 Yes. Yes. So virgin at 36 is (laughs) yeah, very interesting story. story. So tell us a little Um, bit about that. Okay. So, you know, the abridged version, I was 11 years old when I came to the Lord and I had witnessed uh, many people getting married at the altar, pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I was young. I didn't really know. Um, and I didn't know really much. I didn't know much about the Lord when I first got saved. But, you know, you've been in church. You've been indoctrinated with truth and that waiting until you're married to have sex or being threatened mm-hmm. by your parents. <laughs> right. That, you know, you know, Jesus is coming. So if you're <laughs> hot, that's not going to be a good thing. Right. So you know, having that ingrained in your mind that sex isn't, isn't not, is not okay before marriage was something that I took to heart at a young age. And I said, Mm. when I get married, being in a white dress is going to mean something Mm. that being pure is going to, I'm going to represent that on my wedding day when Mm -hmm. I get married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, little did I know at the age of 11, that that would come many years (laughs) later, (laughs) 22 to be exact. (laughs) Um, But I did make that commitment. Mm. And so it didn't mean that I didn't have boyfriends and that I didn't, you know, that I wasn't a a girl who was interested in being kissed or touched or things like that, Mm -hmm. because that was not my life. Um, I had boyfriends and lots of them Mm -hmm. and (laughs) men, I did like men. So (laughs) that was really not an issue. Right. But I had to set a standard for myself Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And I think, ladies, I think that's something that I encourage you to do is that you have to represent something. You have to set a standard. You have to have a, a personal core value Mm. for yourself that you're not going to budge Mm. not even for relationship not even for love like Mm. when when I say you know fine you know it wasn't fine men that came across my path but I but I let them know in the beginning and my friends tell me now you should have you should have come out the gate like this but I felt it was necessary (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you know you could come off as being someone who you know wants to stir the pot but don't want to serve the food, if you follow what I'm saying. Good, yes. So I let them know in the beginning, listen, I'm a virgin. I'm going to be one until I get married. If you think this is a test for you to try, many have failed in this process. So we can continue (laughs) on or we could not, you know, and it was off-putting, I'm sure, for some guys in the beginning, but that that was that was who I was at mm-hmm. that point. And That's I felt good. like I needed to take that position. Mm-hmm. And so I, my life went on that way. You know, I didn't put myself in situations. I guarded my eyes and my ears. I didn't do certain things. People would probably think I was, you know, one of those, you know, church girls who, you know, she don't listen to secular music. She don't go to the club. You know, she has no fun. Her life is boring, but that was far from the truth for me. Mm. You know, there are ways to live as a single and enjoy your single life, enjoy engaging with men, enjoy dating because I did date. I did have relationships, but there was just a standard and I I knew when to, you know, cut things off or, or not do a certain thing or just allow my life to reflect the word of God. Wow. And um, it wasn't easy. Mm. By no, I'm not making this sound like, oh, she was, the, you know, the Virgin Mary. Oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had a little, had a little Delilah in there at times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> lay, let the sands lay in your lap a little bit. But yeah, good. it was just knowing how to um, live a life that you wanted to honor God. You know, that's first a really and good, foremost. Yeah, that's a really good um, question. Like, how do you set a standard? You know, like, how did you create that standard for some of our listeners who may not even know how to do that? Well, for me at a young age, I, you know, God called me to Bible school. And okay. uh, even, in, you know, when I went to Bible school at a young age, I was saved at 11, you know, I was filled with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit at 18. And so I was just in that track, just on that course of life mm-hmm. of um, going to church and, and, and it, you know, it becomes religious in that sense of habitual. Right. And you, and, but it's about developing relationship. It's about really understanding who God is, not the God that people preach about, but the God that you take time to 
to engage, um, spending time in the word, spending time in prayer and developing a personal relationship where God isn't the the man upstairs, mm-hmm. you know, he's Abba to you, mm-hmm. you know, he's present. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spend that quality time getting to know him, understanding mm-hmm. his characteristics, understanding the things that, that, that break his heart, that. you know, and it's not the things that people are telling you nowadays that break God's heart, mm-hmm. you know, that's good. Um, and, and knowing what, what really honors him mm-hmm. because first and foremost, he is your first husband, mm-hmm. you know? So finding out what really honors him as your king. That's good. Yes, yes. And so you, after you made a decision to live by these standards, how did that play out? Well, it played out in many a time uh, having to, (laughs) um, it played out in a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, many a time in a relationship, um, you get to the point where you, you feel like, giving more of yourself will in turn keep that person. So like I said, I wasn't, you know, so I wasn't at the point where I did not engage physically with men, mm-hmm. not in a way that um, I think was overdone, but I'm, I'm trying to think of how, the best way to say this. I, I guess, you know, I, I, I maintained a standard for myself, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't stay over men's houses or, or even if I did, um, it, it wasn't in that way, right? You know, it wasn't, I wasn't sleeping in the same bed as that person or, um, or if, if it wasn't that way, um, it wasn't, you know, there was nothing going on in that sense. I I had to set a standard (laughs) when I did, they respected that. Um, and it was all about respecting myself, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing that it's not how much you can give a person or, or, um, Yeah, it's not how much you can physically give a person that's going to make that person engage in you or be more attracted to you or desire you or want to make you their wife. Mm. It it is really honoring and respecting yourself and and, and being genuine and maintaining the values and the standards that's going to make for an excellent wife later on. You know, men, it's very easy. You know, it's, it's easy to get the physical side of a woman. Mm-hmm. But to get the soul and the heart of a woman is going to take some time, mm-hmm. you know, where you really get to the, the, the riches and the, 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 the deeper level, the treasures of a woman. You know, it's going to take going to take some time to get to that. Wow. Um, and as well as in a man as well, because it's very easy for men to deal with the the very uh, upper level aspects of relationship. Wow. You know, to deal with the surface but to really dig deep, you're going to have to show that brilliance of yours because that's what men are interested in. You know, the brains that go along with the beauty and the substance and the character of a woman. Men, men look for that more. They realize if she's easy, then, you know, he'll, he'll take advantage of that. Mm, that is so but it's, good. But it's, but it's about the substance, substance of who you really are that yeah. they're looking for. Yeah. So how, how, do you, um, how do you share your brilliance? Uh, really conversationally, really learning to, as I heard Oprah say this, you know, learn to be interesting, mm-hmm. you know, be, to, to be interested, not interesting, to be interested in that person, learning to get to know them, um, finding out conversationally how to engage uh, who they are, finding out who they are, sharing who you are, you know, doing things that are cultural and investing in um, in knowledge with each other, you know, doing things that are fun and things that are engaging that will help you see who they are on a, on a personal level, not just, Oh, I got a boyfriend or, you know, I'm in, I'm dating, you know, we're doing dinner, we're doing movies, but it has to be something that causes you to dig a little deeper, um, have fun mm. in, in, in your time of development and, and learning about one another. Um, read together, <laughs> you know, yes. I know one thing that, um, relationally that I did, uh, when Matthew and I, we were dating early on, you know, we were distance away. So it's kind of, it, it it's, it's interesting because we live so far apart. He was in the military in the beginning and I was at home working. So everything was done by letters and, and tapes. So what we did, because this was years ago. So 
if I say cassette tapes, you know, it was a long time. (laughs) But what we did was just getting to learn and and get to know each other. We had cassette tapes. We bought tape tape recorders and we would get cassette tapes and we would just talk to each other on the, you know, 60 minute cassette tapes, 30 on each side. And we would tell stories about one another and begin to talk about the things that we liked and, you know, start sharing dreams and visions. And we, I'd record it and send it to him and he'd record one and send it to me. And um, it was just a wonderful time just to sit and listen and then engage afterwards. So, or we would write letters. We wrote, I can't tell you how many letters, which is such a lost art of writing letters. We just quickly text people and there's no emotion to it. There's, um, the the passion and it is just kind of you know you put an emoji and that that expresses how you feel <laughs> right but to hand write and to really sit and to dig deep and to be thoughtful and and um to be intentional in what you're saying mm-hmm. takes time mm-hmm. and so it's 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 learning how to invest that kind of time in one another I think that makes the difference wow. in and engaging one another. That is so good. And we're actually going to do a podcast about that because as a coach um, for women, one of the questions that I have gotten a lot, especially from single women is they don't even know what to talk about on the date. They're, they have a hard time even engaging in conversation, knowing what to talk about or I believe it. uh, Yeah. How to dig deep and become vulnerable in, you know, a relationship. So that's really good. Um, Yeah. Vulnerability is key. It's key. It is key. And so we're, I'm going to have to um, pull you in on that as well. (laughs) So with some of those ideas, that's really great. And so now that you've, you've made this decision and you've kept this standard Um, you know, since you were 11 years old and you're kind of going throughout life, you are dating, having some of these relationships. Did you ever, were you ever at a place where, you know, you hit 20, 21, 25, 30, 30, you know, 35, where you were like, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Like every year, like every 25, 26, 27, 28, 30, you know, um, did I hit this place where I I, I was going to give up on that is what you were going to ask? Yeah. Like, how did you, you know, when you were kind of, you, you revealed, God revealed this to you that, you know, you were going to hold the standard. You were going to, you know, wait until you were married to have sex. Where, you know, at what point did disappointment kind of smack you in the face? It happened probably when I was 25. Okay. Because, you know, up until that point, it was like, okay, I, I can wait. I was, I'm in Bible school. You're setting a standard. You're ministering. I'm ministering to young women. I'm ministering to youth. And it's important to be an example, not to be hypocritical in what you're saying um, to, if you're telling young women, you know, to wait and, and honor God with your body, because that's what the word of God says. And, and those are the scriptures that were foundational for me. Um, mm-hmm. I had to live that. And so God brought this amazing man in my life. And I'm like, yes, we're going to get married. And you know, we go to the school and we talk to the pastor, the, the school that we graduated from, because we wanted to get married there because that's where we met. And all of our friends would be there during that time. It would just mm-hmm. be, you know, our story would culminate in an amazing way because of the way we came together. Mm-hmm. So we went and talked to the pastor and he was like, you guys aren't ready. And we're like, mm-hmm. what? Wow. And he's like, no, I don't think you're ready. And so at that point, it's kind of like, well, what does that mean? You're not mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. What more is it that you need to do? And so it was it was somebody I love, somebody now that I'm in, engaged with in a relationship. And, you know, we, lo- we know everything there is to know about each other up to this point. And the next thing and the next phase for you is getting married and be able to physically connect with this person because it's something you desire. I mean, I don't want the women out there who are listening to think, oh, well, she must not have had any desires. Oh, my gosh. I loved men. <laughs> I, I thought that the creation of the man was a wonderful thing. That's funny. And, um, and so I had physical desires for it. And so, you know, there were times you, you know, I had to, to, to you know, pray. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and there were times when. You know, it's, it's easy to, um, you know, someone had asked me at one point, oh, you don't, you know, you don't masturbate. And I'm like, no, like that, that didn't even occur to me, you know, growing up in those times until that seed was planted. Oh, well, what is that all about? Right. Okay. Well, you know, and there were times where, where that went on when I'm like, eh, no, that's not right. 
you know, yeah. and you don't, and you, and you, you know, it's not right. And it doesn't feel right. It's not a, a natural thing. People do it. And I'm not condemning anyone who does judging anyone who does. But for me, that wasn't the route that I could go. Right. And so I had to ask God to give me the grace, mm-hmm. you know, to give me the ability to be in love with this person, desire this person to laugh and talk and, you know, watch movies together. We're laying on the couch together, hugged up, you know, and you know, temperatures mm-hmm. rising your desire what do you do it's like okay time for you to go home good night kiss <laughs> goodbye yeah you know and and it gets to be it's it's tiring you know it was tiring yeah. for a long time but my life had to engage other aspects professionally mm-hmm. socially um culturally and you know getting in, in involved in work or um job not not just jobs but you know friendships and hanging mm-hmm. out and doing things socially and ministering and still doing the things that I'm doing for God you really have to occupy until that time comes and it wasn't easy I, I felt like you know God will forgive me right, <laughs> you know right, right it's not it's not a mortal sin it's not one of those sins that are going to you know take you to hell God will forgive me but at the same time um I had to remind myself, Nicole, you made a commitment. Mm. And see, when we make a commitment, whether it's before or after marriage, it's a commitment. Mm. And that's the thing that many of us think is very easy to give up on. Yes. And we shouldn't. Honey. Because it, when you said in the beginning, it's a good fight, it was a good fight. Yes. Yes. It wasn't an easy fight. Right. But it was a good fight. Yes, that is so good because, you know, that just brings me back to, you know, society and the way people kind of live and operate now. Like me growing up, integrity was like, you know, you do anything you have to do to maintain your integrity. Like your word is all that you had. And so it's so interesting how people betray themselves all day, every day, by by literally betraying their own word to themselves. Yes, all the yes. time. And so, you know, when you said you you know this is a commitment that I made to myself, and this is a word that I gave to myself, and the value that you put behind the commitment and the word that you, the integrity with yourself is huge. So, how you know what can you share with with our listeners about how to even recommit to themselves or really even create or bring more value to their own word and having the commitment to live and walk in integrity? That's such a good question. Um, You know, the word says this, a just man falls seven times, Mm -hmm. but gets back up again. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that my youth pastor said to us, he said, if you mess up, make up, but never give up. That's so you have to, good. Yes, right. If you mess up, make up, but never give up. I love it. And so for me, you know, I never want to give this impression, even in this podcast, that my life was flawless, mm-hmm. that, you know, everything was pristine and she was, because that's not it. But in my relationship with God, he allowed me to know that even when you make a mistake, even when you do wrong, my love for you still remains. Mm-hmm. That he said, nothing can separate you from my love, not even death. And so when, when you make a commitment to yourself, you have to give yourself that allowance to know that you are an imperfect person, Mm -hmm. that it's your heart. You know, this is what God spoke to me some years ago that, that made me realize that God's not looking at our ability to, um, stay celibate or to, to maintain these lines of perfection when doing things right. Right. Because God doesn't look at the outward man. Mm-hmm. He looks at the heart of a person. And this is what, this is what I want to drive home with the, the listeners, the, the ladies and the women who are listening. God said to me, your legs may have been closed, but your heart was wide open. Mm. And, what he said, and, when, and when he said that to me, I had to, take, I had to just take some time, just like, God, explain that. What do you mean? It's like, it's not the external things that God is, is really paying attention to, but what is the posture of your heart? Wow. The, what is, the, what is the, 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 the depths of who you are, the core relational factors between you and I, what does that look like? Mm. Because I can all day long not, you know, have 
sex with someone, but my heart is full of lust. Yes. So we have to purify our hearts and our minds. When we commit ourselves to the Lord, we have to make that commitment in our heart, not in our actions, because wherever your heart, the posture of your heart is, that's where your body is going to follow. So when you have a love relationship with God and you're desirous to honor him in your words, in your thoughts, and in your commitment to him, then you are going to do those things that please him. Mm. So the commitment you make to you has to, has to first begin, um, which it did for me is what, what is my relationship with God looking like? And if you're not, if you don't have a relationship with God, okay, let me not just make it on that type of level. You have to commit your, you have to make that commitment to yourself. What am I willing to not negotiate about myself? Mm -hmm. What are the non-negotiables in my life? Mm -hmm. And I don't care who he is. I'm not going to take my stand from this position Mm. because you have to, you have to let yourself know that what I commit to myself and what I believe about myself is going to happen and manifest. If I stay consistent, consistency Mm. is key in everything. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I've been consistently single. Okay. I get that part. But in this track of being single, Let's take inventory of how we are maintaining our single life. You know, what are, what are your thought patterns like? What is it, what it is that you're doing? How are you preparing for marriage? What are you saying about marriage? Who are you engaging mm-hmm. at this time in your life? Um, so making that commitment to yourself uh, has to start with, what am I not going to negotiate on? That's so good. Because I value me. Yes. I value me that person's going to have to value me too. Cause I, you know, mm-hmm. Steve Harvey says it all the time. He gave, gives that 90 day rule. Well, I, I mean, he, he gave a 90 day rule. Uh-huh. I went well, 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 well beyond 90 days. <laughs> right. And so what's, <laughs> what, what is the 90 day rule? That you don't have sex with a man for 90 days Ah, fine. and his act like a woman thinks like a man. You don't, you don't do that for 90 days. Uh-huh. And, and so that's the commitment, you know, because you want, you want this person to see that they're interested in you. Yeah. Not yeah. just your body or what you can give them. Right. Right. So, um, help me share with, um, our listeners, like what, you know, for women who may have, you know, who may want to kind of reset or restart and kind of renegotiate boundaries or, values or um, even standards for themselves, you know, how the enemy will come to try to discourage or even just still kill and destroy hope even that, you know, it's too late, quote unquote, right? So what can you share that will encourage women to, um, who really want to renegotiate or just create new standards or new boundaries for themselves in relationships. I think, I think part of that, you know, and I, I had to do this for, for myself um, from the different guys that I've, I've dated. I think the first thing is, you know, letting go of the things that are behind you, mm. you know, which is kind of the hard thing to do mm-hmm. is not, you know, it's resetting your mind, retraining your way to think moving forward you know, whether it was a bad relationship or you did some things in a relationship that now you regret, you know, forgiving yourself and moving on um, and setting some goals in your for yourself, you know, relationally or personally. Maybe some people have never done that before. You know, maybe it was just sort of like you were ad hoc, just kind of how it happened. Mm. But being intentional about what it is you want, writing it down. I remember you shared this with me, you know, write these particular things down and, and begin to say these things or declare these things about yourself, mm-hmm. um, about your relationship or about your spouse. And um, in saying those things, it's not even necessarily so much for you to see it in that way as it much as for you to believe it. Mm. And so you have to get yourself to the point of believing what's true about yourself you know, if you keep saying, oh, I'm single, I'm lonely, and I you know, haven't met anybody, and, you know, you have to shift and change that because you'll, you'll stay in that mindset. Yeah. Everything starts with a mindset. Yes. And an expectation. You know, I don't necessarily, you know, buy into the having a list of detailed of what somebody has to look like, you know, but mm-hmm. I do believe you have to begin to set a standard and an expectation of what it is that you want for your life and, and, and do an assessment. 
Mm. What's valuable to me? Mm-hmm. Like I want to be married, but what does that really mean? What does it really look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I reach for something or want to be involved in something that I really don't even know what that something is. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be, even for myself, you know, we set goals for everything else in life. We need to do it marriage wise as well, relationally as well, personally. Yeah. yeah. Well, who do I want to be in five years? Wow. That's so good. I need um, to write it down. Yes. Yes. That is so great. And so Getting um, back to just the disappointment. So, yeah. you know, being um, going every year to being disappointed, like, how did you deal with it? How I've talked to so many women who are not only disappointed because they're not married yet, but just disappointed that they're they're still single. They're lonely. They're struggling. And the weight of it just continues to get heavier and heavier because they're really yeah. just tired of doing life by themselves. So. Yeah. How can you encourage them? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, everyone is different, but I think, but I think the foundation is the same. You got to shift your focus. Mm-hmm. You really, really do. Uh, you have to engage in life with an expectancy because if you approach it from, you know, for me, how, how I did it was just surrounding myself with people. And I engaged in work. I engaged in life. I surrounded myself with people that, encouraged me, um, despite where I was, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, being lonely and depressed or desiring to be married, it, it, it shows up on your face. Yeah. And so you have to realize you, you've got to love who you are, whether you have a man or not, that, that to a man is probably the most attractive thing there is a woman who feels like I really don't have time for you anyway. Right. You know, we have to learn how to not allow the weight of not having with anyone be the weight that keeps us from someone. Mm, Say that again. We have to get away from the weight of not having someone to for it be for for it not to be the weight that keeps us from someone because men see that Mm. it's it's, it's a part of your um, it's a part of your, what is the word? It's like, an exp- it's like your it's a, yeah, expression yeah, language. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's part of the aura that you carry. Yeah. It's, part, it's part of, you know, the, the, what you, your pheromones, what you give off in yeah. some ways. Yeah. So you have to learn how to find out what your purpose is. You know, wow. when, when we don't understand our purpose, you know, one of my favorite quotes, and you shared this too, is Miles Monroe. When purpose mm-hmm. is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Yeah. And sometimes we abuse ourselves mm-hmm. for not really understanding what we're supposed to be doing in the waiting. Mm. There's always something to do in the waiting. Yes. That life is a journey and everything merges onto it. We're not supposed to be taking off ramps of life. Come on. What does that mean? Okay. I love it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not supposed to, we're supposed to be on the, sh- keep going in one direction. You know, we don't take the off ramp because you know, when an off ramp, you got to divert, and do something else to get back onto where you're supposed mm-hmm. to go. But in life, when things merge into your life, things are coming off of a ramp, merging onto where you are, mm. going on that journey with you. And that's relationally. That's how things should happen, whether it's jobs or relationships or opportunities and promotions. You know, those aren't the things that are supposed to, we're supposed to be seeking out, but they're the things that that overtake us and bless us because we're following our purpose and we're pursuing what it is we're supposed to do, pursue in life, because wow. that's where the true fulfillment is. If, if you think for one minute that a man is going to cure your loneliness and your depression and your sadness, you mm-hmm. are sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I, I mean, I can't drive that home enough mm-hmm. personally. Right. No man is going to be able to give you the fulfillment that you're looking for in this life. He's not capable of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's not. And so can you explain a little bit? Yeah. About what that means? Because some people think that that's very real, you know, like that is a real thing that, oh my gosh, once I get married, I'm going to be happy and it's going to be everything that I want. And I'm going to have the life that I've desired. And so, cause I remember when I was younger, I've, thought that, you know, I really believed that 
that, you know, once I get this, everything's going to be great. Or once I get that, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. And then when I would get this or I would get that, it wasn't. No, exactly. It's not. And so, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I thought that as well. I thought, oh, you know, especially, you know, um, my husband, I thought, oh my gosh, when we get Mm -hmm. married, it's going to be like amazing. And, And it is, but when you put your, your expectation in, in a man, Mm-hmm. You know, they can't be everything that you need them to be. They're just not equipped for that. Right. And so you be so you so you put a weight on a relationship. You you start to drain mm-hmm. a person because, you know, you got to be with them every waking minute and they got to make you happy and they got to, you know, make sure that you're satisfied and make sure that you're not lonely feeling. And, you know, it it begins okay. to be too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. You know, we we can't put the onus of our happiness on someone else. Mm-hmm. And you can tell if you're, if, if you're in this place where you're really lonely and you're thinking that somebody's going to fulfill that for you at this point, you're going to have to ask yourself as well, what happens in the relationship if they don't, are you going to still find yourself in that same depressed mm-hmm. place? Wow. Exactly. That is so because good. you might. Yeah, because you 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 more than likely will. Right. You you've got to be the person now that you want to see continually in your relationship. So if you're lonely and depressed now, you don't want to be lonely and depressed in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to be the person who you want to be with that mate. Wow. Because what if he is feeling that same way? Mm-hmm. he's lonely and depressed and sad because he don't have his wife yet. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to have you and you're, he, you feel in that same way. So y'all two people sad and lonely thinking y'all going to come together and, and make happiness, but that doesn't equal that. Yeah. Because yeah. what we're really looking for doesn't really come from that other person. Right. Wow. It's only, it, it's only an addition. That is so good. That is really good. Um, absolutely. And, you know, we're, we will be addressing that as well because, you know, this, the Wife Wisdom podcast is all about real talk conversations. And so we need to, that is a huge issue with being authentic in yes. your relationships and yes. not, I'm a recovered people pleaser, as you know. So it's, you know, yeah. I would morph into you know, who I thought I was supposed to be in my yeah, different oh, relationships, yeah. <laughs> excuse oh, yeah. me. So to be authentically who you were supposed to be and who you are in the beginning is right. really what's going to attract the, yes. the, the desire the of your heart, mm-hmm. right? The mate Absolutely. that you really desire, because if you are pretending to be someone that you think you're supposed to be, you're going to attract mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That honey person, right? <laughs> that is attracted mm. to that the fakeness that you are mm. displaying that you are operating in. And that so, is so ooh. good and true. Yes, yes, yes. So so good and true, Chris. Absolutely. And um and so this is this is so good. And so what can you say to women who are really struggling with disappointment in um, the, the waiting period. You know, it's, it's interesting because I believe that, you know, God speaks to all of us and he really will show us and reveal to us different visions, which are, which ultimately become our desires. Right. And so, mm-hmm. but when we have this desire, sometimes it's so overwhelming. That's, that's all we can focus on that. We can't even really think about anything else. So, yeah. you know, but yeah. then when we are focusing on this desire, whether it's wanting to be a wife, whether it's wanting, needing to, um, you know, wanting your marriage to be better or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, it's consuming. And then when, one month goes by and then one year goes by and then two years and then five years. I mean, it like discouragement sets in and you're like, um, why bother? Right. And so with women who may, who may be disappointed because the timing of them being married has been so long, they may, like you said, get on, get on the off ramp and detour and really, really settle 
or really be like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to get married today, this year. It's going to be it. I don't care who it is, what it is, what, you know, I'm going <laughs> to get married to this year. I will be married by the end of the year, you know? And so they take matters into their own hands, so mm-hmm. to speak. So mm-hmm. can you address that a little bit? Yes. Taking matters into your own hands. So here, here's, here's the interesting part of that. You can't see everything. Mm. You only see what's in front of you. Wow. You only see, it's like microwave, you know, no one likes to do things from scratch anymore. Mm-mm-mm. We all want instant. We just want to add water, pop it in a few seconds and <laughs> have it done. But the, the truth of the matter is it's processed. Wow. And when something is processed, it's not usually good for you. Mm. But when you home grow things, when it is developed and made from scratch, from raw ingredients, from true ingredients, from real ingredients, then it's the best when it's presented. And so you have to look at it. Do I really want what's processed or do I want the best, the best for me? Mm. Now you can have either one. You know, because Bible tells us very, you know, we, we can find out what is that good and that perfect and that acceptable will of God. Or we can just take matters into our own hands because there is such a thing. Mm. But we have to ask ourselves, are we the ones who, who are holding up the process? Mm. Wow. You know, um, and, and I think for, you know, and I think we have to get out of the mentality that, oh, there's just some one person wandering wild in the world that I have to try to connect myself to. Yeah. It's, it's about taking the time to listen. And I know you don't, you feel like, oh my gosh, I've taken so much time already. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like doing any more listening, but I'll tell you what, you know, even in my own relationship with my husband, um, God continually speak to me about him. Mm -hmm. He continued to give me confirmation after confirmation after confirmation, Mm -hmm. you know, because I asked. And sometimes we're not asking, we're not asking for that. God show me, open my eyes to see. You know, give me the ability. I I prayed that scripture for myself for years in Ephesians. Open the eyes of my understanding that I may be enlightened and know the hope to which you have called me. Mm -hmm. You know, if we could understand that there's a plan, but we got to connect to the plan Mm -hmm. because the plan is good. Mm -hmm. And if we decide to do our own thing, it's it's it, it's going to be continue to be it can it can be very disappointing mm. you know all of the all of the detours may not you know be a dead end for you but it may come with some extra things that you weren't really planning for yes and those are the things that we try to avoid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so my encouragement to you is I know it's been a long time I know you're still waiting. But you have to believe, you have to trust, you have to know that there's a plan and find out how you can engage that plan with joy. You know, it's not easy to, to maintain joy. I mean, I understand, I, trust me, this isn't even the podcast for that. I understand, I get it. Um, for me, I wasn't that woman who was like, oh, I just have to be married. You know, I wasn't that type of woman. So my disappointment looked and showed up differently. Mm-hmm. But I get it um, being on the other side of things. Mm. You know, I, I understand how, how women feel and, and um, their desire to have what it is their heart longs for. Mm-hmm. So we have to connect our heart in, the, in that way, in the ways that we long for it. We have to connect our, connect our hearts to the one who can provide the peace and the joy and the happiness for what we long for. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the struggle sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's not tangible. We can't put our hands on it. Mm -hmm. It takes our ability, our courage, our willingness, our commitment, um, our desire to be shifted to the one who can fulfill it. Wow. And that's not easy. Right. That's so good. And so um, how did you walk through that and it to, to be able to shift? I really had to um, just ask myself some questions. Okay. You know, I had to open my mind up a little bit to engage it differently. And I had to ask, okay, so 
what is it that I'm that I'm wanting in marriage and relationship, even specifically with this person? What does that look like? Is mm-hmm. it just to be married or is there a purpose attached to it? Because I believe that marriage isn't just to be married and to have right. sex and make babies, but it's it's for a purpose and a reason. Yes, babies are a purpose and a reason. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I get that. But I, I believe that the, the coming together of lives uh, has uh, an even greater impact in this world mm-hmm. than just saying I'm your wife and you're my husband and we're just happy because we can just go out together and share life. Mm-hmm. But there's a purpose, there's value to it. And I, I love when um, I see couples who are thriving together, you know, investing in one another. That's why whole people have to come together. Because if a whole person and a broken person is coming together, that that broken person is trying to get from the whole person what they need to be yeah, whole. Yeah. And then they deplete the whole person who now then becomes broken. Right. So right. we have to get to that place where wholeness in ourselves is sound and we're strong and and able to um, to do life single and whole. Yeah. You have to get it. For me, I had to get in the word. Mm -hmm. I had to surround myself with people and with women that could add to me Mm -hmm. and that I can add to them and bring value. Right. I had to engage in activities that helped me to thrive and not to be reminded. Because, you know, I I go through those times of, you know, you look around and you see couples and they're laughing and they're holding hands. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the world isn't set up for singles. Right. You know, when you go out by yourself and you're sitting and eating or you go to a movie by yourself, I understand the loneliness, how that feels and 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 what it looks like. Even, you know, it's not it's not made for the single Mm -hmm. in any way. Mm -hmm. But you have to learn that even if it's just me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do me in a way that's complete. Mm -hmm. If I have to go out by myself. I'm going to go out by myself, but not looking like, oh my gosh, I really wish someone was sitting across the table from me, <laughs> Right? <laughs> you know, because then you find that when, when you go out in, in those ways, then you attract to you those who are interested in people who can go out in that way. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. That is so good. And so, you know, wrapping up, what is it that you want to, you know, like final words of of encouragement or, you know, what things that you're wanting to share as we um, kind of wrap up? Um, a couple of things, you know, ladies, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to share. And I, and I, and I hope some of the things that I said, you know, resonated with you. I, I encourage you in this, the way I did things, I'm not encouraging women to, to do it the way I did it because the way I did it was, was purposed for me. But I'm encouraging you to find that right lane for yourself, Mm -hmm. to know your brilliance, your beauty, your shine and who you are is is absolute as a single. It's complete. It's whole when you get to that place of not depending on a man to complete who you are. Mm but finding that completeness and being whole in who you've been created to be because there's so many more levels and layers to you as a woman that um, a man can't even get to those places. Mm -hmm. Those are the places that you have to shine on him to let him realize, Oh my gosh, this is who I got in this woman. Like there, there are levels that he can't get to. You have to unearth those in yourself and allow them to bloom, whether it's in your personality, in your character, uh, in your, in your, your knowledge base, um, in your ability to work with your hands, your ability to maintain a household, your finances, you know, being that woman who is sound within herself and able to bring to a relationship the treasures of who she is, because I think all women are wanting the treasures of who a man is, you know, to take care of them and to provide and, you know, to be that security and that strength, Mm -hmm. you know, we too have to bring that value as well. That, that makes for a, a magnetic relationship and it makes for wholeness in marriage Mm -hmm. because that's when you're going to need to, 
pull on those resources when the fight comes mm-hmm. because it's not going to always be beautiful. Right. There are going to be the, that moment of resistance and that moment of abrasive, um, res- that, that abrasiveness that can come in relationships. And you have to be able to pull out of your resources mm-hmm. what's necessary to sustain you during those times because there's going to be the highs and lows. You're going to be lonely in marriage at times. Mm. You know, you may, you, you, you may be depressed in marriage at times mm-hmm. and you can't um, be in that situation and, and, and married and not have something to get you out of that state. And it can't be him. Mm. It's going to have to be out of the treasure of who you are. So my encouragement is don't allow you being single, even for the length of time that you're single, to give up hope for the connection to the person you desire Mm. because they're out there. It's just a matter of you preparing yourself for that moment in that time Mm -hmm. and, and allowing yourself to, to love you enough to stand strong and to be encouraged and to maintain an expectation of the turnaround of the promise. Mm. There are so many people who, um, have recently gotten married who hadn't been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in that waiting period that they had, they allowed their lives to be full. Don't be empty waiting for that person to fill your cup. Mm-hmm. Allow your cup to be full and whatever they pour is extra. Right. Mm. Yeah. Wow. 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 You, you talking, I just got chills. It's so good. Sister, thank you so much for um, just pouring out to our listeners and just sharing your story. It is so encouraging. The, The gift and anointing that is in you is so big. It's so bright and it shines and it sparkles and You are such a blessing to my life. I know that women will be blessed by by hearing this this podcast. Absolutely. So thank you so much for for sharing your heart with us today. Thank you for just being vulnerable and transparent and and being real because that is what the Wife Wisdom Podcast is all about is just real conversations. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for being my very first guest. Yay! Yay! This is an awesome podcast and um, so appreciate you. I love you with all my heart and love um, you too. Definitely will. Um, we definitely will talk soon. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited. Thank you so much for the opportunity and just know there's more to come. Absolutely. Wow. Wasn't she amazing? Whew. She dropped some major nuggets y'all. I hope you were paying attention and taking notes, but if not, You can always rewind the podcast and re-listen while you take notes. In fact, we have created your very own personal self-assessment download just for this podcast. It will help you ask yourself some of the very same questions that Nicole asked herself during her journey. So to access the download for this episode, please go to bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash wife wisdom episode three. That's bit.ly forward slash wife wisdom episode three. Before we go, I just want to say that I would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions at all about what we talked about today or any topics that you would like to see addressed on the Wife Wisdom podcast, there are a few ways to connect with me. You can email me at hello at mrschristyjones.com or you can fill out a form on our website at mrschristyjones.com. And lastly, if you want to connect with Nicole, you can find her on Instagram or Facebook at crowned to love. So that about wraps it up for this episode, ladies of the wife wisdom podcast with Christy little Jones. So thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and guess what? 
I will be randomly selecting people who post a review and I will be giving away fabulous wife wisdom swag. Yay! So thank you to those who have already posted your review. I so appreciate you. Also, I would love to invite you to follow us on our brand new Instagram page at Wife Wisdom Podcast. Now, new podcasts are available every Monday by 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please be sure to subscribe via iTunes to be notified of all new episodes. You can also listen in via Spotify or Anchor podcast platforms as well. And speaking of upcoming episodes, be sure to join me next week as we dive much deeper into the subject, loving like you've never been hurt. Woo! Next week's episode is going to be amazing. In fact, it just might change everything. So you don't want to miss it. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.